Daf Zion with Aleph. Are you a VIP, Adam Chashuv? We've had some very difficult pieces of Gemara over the last week, and you've been amazingly engaged in in following them. They've been wonderful pieces of Gemara, but uh, but but complex and difficult. And today you can sit back. It's no less beautiful and impactful and inspiring, but it's not as as intense. You can sit back uh, and enjoy. We're uh, grateful to Dr. Iva Gift and Lieber Gift uh, of Los Angeles for sponsoring the shir today in honor of the Yorkshire of uh, Louis Bick, Lieber's father, Yehuda Leib ben Yoinazal. Uh, the Yorkshire's on the third of El. He lived in, in Bulawayo. Lieber was, was raised as a child in Bulawayo in Rhodesia at that time. Uh, but he died in, in uh, Gush Etzion and, and is buried there. Uh, the uh, Ivor and, and Lieber have been Talmudim for many, many years, and the Talmudim of the Matmonim, both of them listen to the Matmon every single day, and we're uh, honored to have them as part of our community, and we're grateful for their contribution to our work. So people judge importance. Is a person a VIP? How important is this person? How much attention do you pay to this person? People judge them uh, by their social position, by their economic position, by their political position. How much power does the person have? But a truly important person is somebody who radiates that sense of importance. It's something that comes from inside them. It's not from an external situation that they hold power or they have money or they have position. It's something very internal. What is that quality of an Adam Chashuv, of somebody who is important? Our Gemara says very strangely, because we've just been learning that for a Kiddushin to take place, there needs to be a Kenyan. Uh, and the Kenyan means there's got to be a tangible transfer of something. Certainly when we're talking about Kenyan Kesef, there's got to be a tangible transfer of something. And it has to be from the man to the woman. Kiyikachish is, is what we've learned. Rava comes along and says, what about the following situation? Heilach maneva akadesh anilach. If she comes to him and says, here's a gold ring, I will be your wife through your acceptance of this ring. Now, we would assume that surely that's, that's not okay. Omar Mazutra, Mashmed Rav Papa, says Mazutra in the name of Rav Papa. We discussed this in Rav Papa's Besa Medrash, and we came to the conclusion that it's it works. It's fine, it works. How can that possibly be? And the Gemara goes into the question, how can it be that she gives the money, he accepts the money, the Kiddushin takes place? Answers the Gemara, Hacha ba'adam chashuvaskina. We're not talking about an ordinary person. We're talking about a VIP, a very important person, is this man. He does give her something. He gives her the pleasure of having her gift accepted. That's what he gives her. And it, 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 it's something that, that I, I really came to understand this Gemara when often... When I used to travel to, to Israel, and I used to always visit Reb Meir Soloveitchik, one of my uh, very important influences in Rabbeim, and I would often bring money for his yeshiva, for his kolo from, from the United States. And he would grill me on the source of the money. Do I know the people? Do, are they honest? Is there any chance that the money was earned dishonestly? Uh, do I know their business? Do I, uh, he would grill me. Eventually he would say... Okay, I'll accept it. And then that was like passing an exam. When the mayor said, okay, I'll accept it. Uh, it's okay, you felt, my goodness, he accepted the money. Uh, it, it was an honor. It wasn't a sense of his hand was out waiting for a, for a donation. It was, you felt it was an honor. Um, and, and here too, she, this is an Adam Chashuv. And because it's an Adam Chashuv, she gets a lot of pleasure from the fact that he, gets, that he receives the money. 
And Rashi says, what does an Adam Chashuv mean? This is a really important Rashi. An Adam Chashuv is she'enu ragil lekabel matanot. How, you, how do you define an, an important person? Who's an important person? When he walks in the door, we stand up. We ask him to sit in the Mizrach. Who is such an important person? Somebody who doesn't accept gifts. That's an important person. What's that got to do with importance? Why is that so, so, so important? We have the Posuk in Mishle, Ocher Beito Botzea Batza, one who pursues uh, um, bribery of one form or another, destroys his home. However, Vesonei Matanot, that says Shlomo HaMelech, one who despises gifts, Yichyeh, that person is really alive. That person gets life. And who despises gifts, what does that mean? Says Rabbi Yoyna, because by despising gifts, tatzil mi you don't become a flatterer. And Rabbi Yoyna talks very, very strongly. This comment is in, on Mishle, but Rabbi Yoyna in Shari Tshuva talks very, very intensely against chanifut, against the pursuit of, of flattery, where you find yourself compromising yourself in order to Get something from somebody else. Uh, it, I said the other day that in, in Torah there, there is a role for people whose job in Torah is to, is to sell Torah. The, the difficulty with that, and I've said in, at this stage of my life, that's not what I'm interested in doing. Because when you're selling Torah, you've got to make it palatable. And when you're making Torah palatable, you've got to make uh, accommodation. Uh, often, not always, but, but often. And that's not my, my, my role here in our work together is to teach Torah, to learn Torah and to teach Torah, uh, not to sell it to cynics, but to teach it to seekers, as I, as I said the other day. Because when you're selling something, you've got to manipulate and you've got... It, it's just, it's, it's a bastardization of the thing you're selling. And so tatzil mi the, one, one is able to remove oneself from the stumbling blocks that come as a result of, of flattery. I remember as a little child when Gedele Yisrael used to come to our home, my father used to have us as children sit in on the conversations. And even if the conversations were in Yiddish and we didn't understand them, he would translate them and explain them to us afterwards. And I remember one conversation we asked the Ponovizhirov. He said, Ponovizhirov, at the end of the day, you are the Ponovizhirov. How do you tolerate going round to Balabatim in South Africa, knocking on doors and asking for money? How do you do it? That's something my father couldn't do. And he was admiring of the Ponovizhirov, like, how, how do you do it? I remember the Ponovizhirov saying, and I don't know if I remember the words from him or I remember the explanation from my father. Ask people for money, he said. Never in my life have I asked anybody for money. All I do is I tell them the story of Ponovish Yeshiva and I offer them the opportunity to, to, to take part in the story. That's it. That's all I do. And there's this idea so that there's no, there's, there's no Hanifa. I don't have to suck up to them. I don't have to flatter them. I don't have to say things to them that I'm not sincere about because I'm not asking for any handouts. I'm not asking for any gifts. And the um, Gemara says in, in Brochus on Daf Yud, based on this posuk, uh, that, that we see different models. On the one hand, there's the model of Elisha where he did receive hospitality from the Shunamit. And there's the model of Shmuel Haramati where it says, And Rashi explains wherever Shmuel went, he took his trailer with him. 
he, he, so that he would never have to stay with anybody, eat with anybody, sleep in anybody's house, sit at anybody's table. He took a trailer, he took a camper with him, so, so that he never had to accept anything from anybody else. And the Gemara says, if you want to t- take benefit from others, do it like Elisha does. If you don't want to, do it like Shmuel does. And Rashi explains that shows that there's no Isur. If you do take a gift, it's not an Isur, it's not treif. And if you decide not to take a gift from somebody, you're not being a, a gasruach, you're not being arrogant and, and exclusive. It's fine to do that too. And, and the Marsha asks, how, how could we even say that you may do it like Elisha? Doesn't the Gemara say, And the Marsha answers that Elisha only accepted what he needed as a traveler. He didn't take anything. He stayed in somebody's house. And, and as the as Tanakh tells us there, the Shunamit made a room for him with a table and a chair and a bed, and he used their furniture, but he didn't take anything away from them. And, and, that's, why, and that's why it was allowed. But if you look at how this halakha is paskened in the Rambam and in Shulchan Aruch, the Rambam ends Hilchot Matana with this halakha, and in Shulchan Aruch, then Simon Reish Mem Tet, also he ends the section with Midat Chasidut Shelole Kabel Matana. It's a middle of Hasidus not to receive gifts. That's a middle of Hasidus, of, of piety. Now, when the Shulchan Aruch says Midas Hasidus, that doesn't mean this is only for very pious people. If it was only for very pious people, the Shulchan Aruch wouldn't pass in it. What's in the Shulchan Aruch is for all of us. So, what does it mean, Midas Hasidus? It means it's a Midas Hasidus that's not a black and white halacha, as Rashi says in Brochus. It doesn't mean that it's treif, that it's forbidden to take a gift. It means it's the right thing to do not to take a gift, so use your judgment. There are times when it'll be right to take a gift. There were times when Avrom Avinu took, took gifts from Avimelech. And there were times when he didn't, when he said to Melech's dom, I won't take a shoelace from you or a thread from you. So, Midas Hasidus means use your judgment. There are, there are situations, if it was a black and white halacha, you wouldn't allow, be allowed to do it at, at any time. But use your judgment, says the Shulchan Aruch. Trust that Hashem will give you what you need. Says the, the Vilna Gaon, that comes from the beginning of the third parak of Kiddushin on Daf Nuntes, and we'll get there soon, where we have a case of Rav Gidl was negotiating on a piece of property. Rabbi Abba didn't know that and stepped in and bought the property before Rav Gidl could close the, de- the deal. And they go, there's a, whole, there's a whole thing that goes on and eventually Rabbi Yitzchak gets involved and, um, a- a- and he says to, to Rabbi Abba, how could you have done that? Didn't you realize if, you, if an ani is mahapech b'charara, if, if a poor person is busy collecting food or something from the ground, he hasn't lifted it up yet, to step in and take it away from him just before he gets to it. What is that? He says, that's rishut, that's wickedness. So he says, so how could you have taken this out of the hands of, of, of Rav Gidl when he was busy negotiating the property? He says, oh, I didn't realize. I'll. So he says, so you sell it to him, offer him the opportunity to buy it. He says, oh, I'm, I would never sell it to him. I'm not going to make money out of having done something wrong in the first place. I'll give it to him as a gift. And Rav Gidl said, a gift? I won't take gifts. Uh, and the property stood unowned and was known Mitkiri Arod Rabbonin. It was the land of the Rabbonin. Rav Gidl wouldn't go into the land. Rabbi Abba wouldn't go into the land, each for different reasons. And that's the basis, says the Vilna Gaon. That's the, that's the Makorv, that this is a halacha, that one actually has to use this in the way one operates one's life, to be a sonei matanot, not to, not to take gifts. Says the Sma on the Shulchan Aruch. He brings the posuk. 
And he brings the Gemara. The Kavanat Chazal, the Derech Bnei Adam, liyot lahut achar mamon. It's the way of people to, to pursue money. They think they need money in order to live. People have that illusion that you need money in order to live. And that doesn't mean that you don't need money in order to live. You need to earn a living. There's a difference between earning a living and getting money. Earning a living is you're making a contribution, you're serving a customer, you're making a difference to the world. The result of that, you earn a living. That's, that's not only is that perfectly in order, but that's a mitzvah. We have to be doing that. But to look for handouts, to take more than you're giving, that's that's not something that we should be that we should be doing. Because if you are running after freebies, if you're trying to get handouts, you're going to flatter people. And the result of that is if you're in a position of responsibility, you're a rov, or you're an educator, or you're a communal leader, that person will never give musar. He'll never tell people when they're doing something wrong. Leave them alone. What am I going to get involved with at the end of the day? He's a member of the committee of the shul. What am I going to do? Tell him he shouldn't be doing this. He's a big contributor to, to my yeshiva. What am I going to do? Tell him I shouldn't be, shouldn't be doing this and I'm not going to receive his money. So you, you'll end up not doing that. And, and that shortens your life. That doesn't lengthen your life. Chas, chas Whereas the sonei matanot, one who says, I don't need handouts from anybody. I don't want any handouts from anybody. I hate handouts. Uh, that such a person doesn't have to flatter and he doesn't have to be a salesman. We live in a world where we are bombarded with salesmanship all the time. We're bombarded with salesmanship. I spoke yesterday to a person who trains salespeople and he said to me, training a person how to sell is much easier than training salespeople to stop selling. People are tired of being sold to. They don't want to be sold to. They've got enough information to be able to buy what they want to buy. To stop selling. And we're bombarded with selling and selling. And Torah shouldn't be in that category. Uh, and, and even in, in business, it's not about selling and selling. It's about making a difference, about delivering quality, about offering a good service. And the sales come as a result of that. It's not the pursuit of sales because and this woman who gives a, a gift to, to the man, and this is a man who never takes gifts because he's an Odom Choshuv. That's what's Choshuv. And he accepts her gift because it's a Midas Chasidus. A Midas Chasidus, as we said, means you use your judgment. So he decided, although normally I don't take gifts, from this woman I'm going to receive the gift. And she feels so honored because this man who doesn't normally take gifts is taking a gift from her. That that honor is what is Makadisha. That's her ring. Her ring is an intangible. Yes, she's using a tangible vehicle because she has to. But what really does the Kenyan is the honor she receives from him, not the object, not the piece of gold that she receives from him. And there's a beautiful Shev Schmeitzer. We've spoken about the Ktsosa Choshen and the Avni Miluim. We've learned both of them in the last few days. Um, and the Shev Schmeitzer is, he, he, he wrote this important sefer on, on Sveikot and Chazakot and uh, how to deal with, with doubt in Halakha. We've often mentioned why that's such an important element. How to deal with uncertainty. 
how to create a certainty, how to act with certainty in a situation of uncertainty. That's the Shev Shmeitzer. And there are seven sections in the Shev Shmeitzer. He delivered each section at one of his Sheva Brochus. He wrote the Sefer for his Sheva Brochus. And his drosha at the Sheva Brochus was a chapter of the Shev Shmeitzer. Uh, and, and that's, we have the Shev Shmeitzer today. But the, in, the, uh, in the introduction, the Shev Shmeitzer says, the purpose of creating humanity was so that there wouldn't be handouts. That when we come to Olam Haba, what we get there is something we've earned. We spoke the other day about the posuk of Ki Yikach Ish Isha Uva Allah, the relationship between Kinyan and, and Be'ilut, Ba'alut. The Kinyan is the act of acquisition and the Ba'alut is the mastery. We translated Ki Yikach investing in a woman and Ba'alut being mastering a woman. The way you master something or someone is by investing in them. A musician who invests in his music becomes a master of music. A writer who invests in their writing becomes a master writer. A Baal Chesed is a person who invests in Chesed becomes a Baal Chesed. By your investment, you become a master. Explains the, the, the Shev Schmeitzer by investing in the Torah in, in mitzvot, by having to work at it. It's not given to us as handouts. We've got to work at it. That makes us masters of it. That, that gives it to us. And he talks about how impoverished a person is who has not earned what he has, who's not creating what he has, who's not an entrepreneur in everything he does in his life. Entrepreneurship is not just in one's business, it's in the way one thinks, it's in the way one learns Torah. It's in the idea of always being mechadish, being able to find one's own angle, being able to work on something really hard till the point where there emerges a, an angle which is your own, you've created it, it's come from your work. Whether it's in your business or it's in your family or it's in your relationships or it's in anything, in your hobbies or in your learning of Torah or your teaching of Torah. You've worked so hard at it that it's yours. You've got an idea that is yours. That's sonei matanot yichyeh. That is if you, uh, for somebody who doesn't want the handout, you don't want to open up a, a, a safer and read what somebody else has said. I mean, you, you'll do that too. But that's not the learning the chayus, that doesn't bring the, the aliveness that comes from learning. The aliveness is when you take the sources yourself and you work and you struggle to understand a Rashi on a posuk or to understand a piece of Gemara and Tosvis or to understand a mesh, Mishnah or a Medrash and you struggle with it until it, it pops out at you and you realize, oh, this is the meaning of it. And you've worked on it. You've been konet. You've acquired it because you've invested it and the result of the investment is you're a bal. So when we come to Olam Haemet, what Hashem gives us is not Nahmad de it's not bread of shame, it's not Hashem giving us rewards because we, He feels sorry for us. It's everything we've earned, it's everything we've got. So when this, this Adam Chashuv that we're talking about is a man who radiates that sense of, I don't need anything from you, I don't want anything from you. I want to contribute. I want to make a difference to you. I don't want to take from you. I want to give to you. That's the energy that you experience around such a person. That's an Adam Chashuv. A person where you're in his or her presence, you feel that they're there to give and to contribute. That's that feeling of Chashivut. When you're in a salesman's presence and you feel he's there to take, that's the opposite of Chashivut. And that's the understanding of Azam Choshuv Askinan. We're talking here not about an ordinary person, but about Madame Chashuv, a true VIP.